Welcome back, you guys. I mean, shitheads. <laughs> <laughs> Shitbags, shitheads. <laughs> shit DX. Shit dicks. <laughs> you shit DX. <laughs> All Episode right. Episode 99. The beginning Episode, of the end. The beginning of the end. Um, here we go. A uh, lot, of, lot, of, lot of big things happening. Uh, I, th- I think... This this might be the start of the nostalgic feeling for the podcast. Starting because, to set in. So I I feel like it's finally now starting to set in. First off, first doubleheader that we've done in months. Yeah, yeah. I haven't done a doubleheader in ages. Um, so that's kind of feeling nostalgic, and also our main topic when we get there. Although you probably know from the title, will feel pretty nostalgic because it's going to be the last time we do this style of episode Mm -hmm. um but it's one of my favorites it's really what the podcast was built on um so yeah i i think i'm feeling it a little bit already and we just started (laughs) it's gonna be a rough episode huh this might be rough i'm feeling slightly (laughs) emotional we'll see when we do the final one how we feel yeah well the final one will be weird because it's you know it'll we'll be together we already have plans to hang out um i'm coming to visit you next weekend super psyched about it um and yeah well pretty much like anytime we're together doing a podcast it's always super fun um and I'm very much looking forward to ending it together. I think that's the way it should be. Um, I have a pr- yeah. some some pretty cool ideas planned, and uh, it's going to be a party for sure. So, um, yeah. but yeah, the, no, this I think this is a perfect way to kind of set up the ending to kind of bring it back to the beginning with a soul pancake episode. So I'll just yeah. say it. You already read the the title. It's a yeah. soul pancake episode. That's what we're doing today. Yeah, you read the title. I, yeah. I will say that this book <laughs> that this book has kept us going through many of a last minute planning oh my god what the fuck are we gonna do um and also have brought up a really good topic of conversation yeah um so you know i we owe a lot to soul pancake thank you rain wilson and everybody at soul pancake you've yeah. done a lot for the podcast <laughs> yep absolutely yeah <laughs> um okay well um let's get it rolling not a lot has happened in the past 15 minutes from when we recorded the last one yeah what did you do with your time uh you know i saw the world yeah you know i i see world See world, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Let's get into what you're drinking. <laughs> All right, great idea. Um, okay, please have a different beer. <laughs> I have got, to the surprise of no one, a pumpkin ale. <laughs> Wait, it's really? A, it's yeah, it's a different beer, but it's okay. kind of it's a greater Ooh. pumpkin pumpkin ale brewed with pumpkin and spices, aged in bourbon barrels. So. Pretty excited about this one. It is from Heavy Seas Beer, um, which I'd never heard of, but it sounds awesome. Also, okay, so uh, I'm not going to lie about this. I had one of these the other night, um, and it is 10%. Just Ooh. one of these beers got me fucked up, um, wow. and it was a work night. I didn't think I was just going to have a beer and be like, okay, well, that was a good night. I'm ready to go to bed. Uh, no. This 10% beer was just like, let's fucking do it, so I had like two or three more beers after that right. um, on a work night, which I never do, but um, you know, tis the season to be spooky, um, especially when you're rocking a 10% beer, so I decided I to save why. it for the... Last episode of our doubleheader. You, you, you said, especially when you're rocking, and I really thought you were going to say a 10% boner. 
<laughs> the mine, Pumpkins get me so hard, dude. <laughs> dude, the mine hears what it wants to, eh? Yeah, I hear that. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> this, this podcast is so fucking dumb. <laughs> right. How is your pumpkin boner? Beer. Damn. But, oh, shit. Shit. <laughs> Did it again. Uh, <laughs> um, it is good. Um, I really like... Um, I'm a big fan of pretty much anything aged in bourbon barrels. Um, it's got kind of a smoky <laughs> slash so sweet the taste to it. you've said. <laughs> I'm a pretty big fan of anything aged in bourbon Barrels. That was incredibly douchey. You are it, absolutely right. It was a little bit, but I mean, you're—I mean, hey, you like what you like. I like what I like, and um, yeah. So pumpkin beer—you can definitely taste the. Here's the thing: it's not pumpkin. It's cinnamon. It's nutmeg. I, we talked about this last yes. pumpkin beer season. I'm not going to rehash it again. <laughs> I, I think you mean fall. <laughs> no, not in my house. <laughs> Last pumpkin beer season. We call it pumpkin spice season. <laughs> uh, pumpkin is coming. <laughs> I was just trying to work out a Game of Thrones <laughs> reference. Oh, you got there first. Good job. <laughs> um, so, okay. So let's let's talk about it related to other pump. How is it stacking up to other pumpkin beers? Um... Well, I, I think I like it more because it's more of like, a, it's not an IPA, but it does kind of taste like a uh, a very a str- a stronger ale. Um, so it's kind of borderline IPA, most because it's fucking 10%. Um, whereas a lot of the pumpkin ales I've had in the past have been kind of light on the pumpkin, very, uh, you know, mm. bright, crisp beers. This is more of a heavy, like, this is going to sit with you for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I find that. I think that I like that. Yeah. I find that interesting because of how much you don't really like stouts. Yeah, that's true. Don't yeah. like stouts. You like heavy beer, but something about a stout just does not work for you. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, I need to talk about this real quick. Can you and my wife not text each other every time you guys drink Guinness? What is this? Oh, I'll, <laughs> I, I will now officially do that until I die that's you got to do what you got to do but i'm not even it's not i'm not i'm not mad at you um i've been cuckolded but it's also partially on her because we were at the we were at the the irish pub that we went to uh with you guys uh last weekend and she just ordered a guinness and she was like oh i'm gonna text eli it was like okay now you're making the moves now i feel very in my own goddamn house So I think we I think we should bring this up on the podcast. So there's a thing that happens every time that Mitch and Erica come into town, or I or we go see them. Apparently, which I will get really drunk, and then for whatever reason, <laughs> I decide to just wait on Erica's every whim. That's true. <laughs> you do you do do that. <laughs> I just decide that you even kind of did it your wedding night. Um, I which- did. <laughs> You walked around. I, I don't know. If, I don't remember if it, was, if it was raining or not. But in my memory, it was pouring rain. And you, <laughs> you walked us out. It to was our wet. Car. You walked Erica out to her car. You opened the door for her <laughs> while Charlotte was basically just like begging you to do her. <laughs> Whoa! I wait. What? I don't remember uh, no, that part. That, no, I made oh, that part okay. up too. But <laughs> I, who knows? It's my just way, how I remember it, yeah. right? Uh no, I don't I I don't know. I I don't have any explanation then otherwise there's this just weird point where I'm just I've been around you guys long enough. We've caught up. I'm drunk enough and I'm just like Erica, what do you need? 
She's on the trot. I get it. You have good taste in women. I, I, I think it's just because you're such a bad husband that I... Hold on. No. Um, I think I did it once and it made Erica laugh. So now yeah. I, I think it just drunkenly but I just, do it every time. Pretty much do it every time. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's really funny. I do it but, um, Which is fine. I'm totally fine by that. Except the stout thing. Like, that's the one thing you guys do have in common. Well, like. You're, I mean, your wife is kind of rock and roll, man. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, she's pretty fucking rock and roll. We'll give yeah. you that. She can, and just she when can you hang. guys start talking about stouts, though, in the words of my brother, Matt Daisy, I feel like at a hot dog at a corn dog party. <laughs> <laughs> he really did say that to wow. me this week. <laughs> what a Midwestern ass analogy. <laughs> I've ever heard one. Hold up. We've talked about hot dogs the past three episodes. I just thought about that. Wait, the past three? What? what yeah, was so the this one, one the last one was the uh, Doug, Dougie the Jew selling hot dogs. Right. Um, and then the first th- a couple episodes ago, we riffed about the uh, Midwest Credit Union. Hey, but fill out a free sign up for a checking account, get a free corn dog. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I only remember that because Erica was listening to the podcast yesterday, and she just like brought up that joke. I was like, that's pretty funny. <laughs> that that is funny. Um, wow. Yeah. I don't know. I. Look, I love hot. I have to beg Charlotte to buy me hot dogs. She won't buy hot dogs. I mean, I'm kind of with her. I don't buy hot dogs unless I'm planning on having like a fire grilling out. See, but what I've tried <laughs> to explain to her is like, you can buy me a giant pack of bologna, a thing of hot dogs, some ramen noodles. I'm good. You ain't got to cook. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm I'm with you. I'm totally with you. As I think you and I had a similar childhood. Like, I wasn't born, like, raised poor, but we ate a lot of poor people food. Um, <clears throat> a lot of uh, hot dogs, didn't have any hot dog buns, just took some white bread, Breads. wrapped it up. <laughs> yep, that we did yeah. that all the yeah. time. You're making a taquito out of a hot <laughs> right. dog and white bread. <laughs> <laughs> didn't We didn't even make hot dogs properly. We just, like, microwaved them. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, like, you, can't use a, you can't use a whole pot for a hot dog, man. Exactly. Throw it in the microwave, you fancy motherfucker. One of the first times me and Erica, like, when we moved in together, I can't remember, for some reason, we had hot dogs in the fridge. And she, like, got out this big bowl and filled it up with water and was microwaving it in the bowl of water. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Just throw it on a plate and put it in the microwave. And she was just like, oh, yeah, this is how we make hot dogs. You know, you, you need it to, you know, if you don't want to boil it on the stove with boiling water at least put it in a bowl of water and have the warm water heated up i'm like what is this france i'm glad you're with me because i thought i I felt like at a hot dog at a corn dog party i was like i didn't (laughs) it does work don't it it does yeah no you're doing way too much that's what i thought yeah so i'm glad it's not just me i thought i've been making hot dogs wrong my whole life but no no Uh, not right. when you're poor. Anyway, um, enough of the hot dog riffing. What are you drinking? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, also, sorry. I will um, only text your wife about stouts on special occasions. How about okay. that? Okay. I appreciate yeah. that. Thank I'll, te- I'll text her on our anniversary. How about that? Well, Is that okay? see, like, I, I don't... I... <laughs> well, that's the thing, though. Like, she initiates it. She loves it. I'm not going to tell you guys to stop, so... Yeah. Well, I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know for a long time. And then, like, eventually you started to be like, yeah, we'll go to a bar and then, like, I'll order something kind of basic. And then, like, Erica will order, like, Jack and Coke. And I'm like, Erica's kind of metal. She's I didn't pretty know. badass. I didn't yeah. know she had an edge. 
she's she's been recently kind of coming out of her shell. It only took about twenty nine years, but yeah, um, she yeah. found out she well she only recently found out she liked Guinness. I don't think she'd ever tried it before you really. Um, and then she also she's been into I, yeah, super into fish. She's been super into fish tacos lately. I've been I have been praising <laughs> fish tacos. I've been praising fish tacos for years, and she finally tried one probably uh, when we were on our vacation, and now she's obsessed. And I'm like, see, you're growing as a person. Yeah, we do. We we probably should get her out more. Are you telling so. me fish yeah. tacos was <laughs> was a, just, like what do you mean? What? Have you had a fish taco? Exactly. Yeah. Well, she's not oh big on the fish, God. which I get. Like I'm 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 eh on fish. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. God, I, dude, she is hilarious. She's hilarious. That's amazingly funny. Yeah. I want to roast her about fish tacos. Like okay. when you had a fish taco, like it was fucking. <laughs> From, right. a, from a different world exactly <laughs> um okay uh yeah so i my second monaco cocktail is a classic <laughs> mai tai oh okay so it's another monaco right on yeah um th- but this is fun because like i said i just picked these at random um according to last episode but what's fun is that this is actually a fun memory with the four of us is when we went down to cincinnati last time there was that weird Mai Tai kiosk bar. Oh yeah, the the tiki bar that was like in a one of those shipping containers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, you know we all ordered like different Mai Tais and they're really good. I hadn't had a Mai Tai, um, so this one contains rum and not te- te- tequila, tequila, hmm. tequila. Um, so I'm interested in this one. This one says a premium craft cocktail with light and dark rum and orange curacao. 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 Nailed it. Not, still not sure the right way to pronounce that. That's not a good look. <laughs> it tastes fine. It's stronger. It's 9%. Once again, this is 9%. And I almost spilled it again. Uh, the rum is coming off strong. I was never a rum guy. Aaron, he's a rum man. Loves rum. I yeah. think it's the funniest thing in the world. Because every time I'm just like, are you fucking pirate? Who likes <laughs> rum? Who drinks rum? You know who likes rum? Erica. Ah, it's her go-to. Yeah. She's her captain. Captain and Cokes all day. Yeah. That's her thing. That's it used right. to be my thing because I didn't really fuck with uh, the other types of alcohol out there. I, I, before I liked whiskey, um, rum was really the only like hard liquor I liked. Um, but I kind of stopped fucking with it because it's so sugary and it takes so much to get me drunk that I'm like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Hmm. Well, I'm a pretty oddball. I've noticed in the alcohol world because, for example, I like gin. True. No one I know likes gin. Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> yeah, no one likes gin. I could, like, beef eater. I'll drink it out of the bottle. Uh, I was talking to somebody at work, and they were talking about, like, yeah, you know, like, that whiskey, but it's like the Irish whiskey. What do you call that? When I'm like, Jameson? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, Jameson, yeah, when you mix it with it. And I was like, I I drink that out of the bottle. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh, no, no, no. And I don't, I don't refrigerate Jameson. I drink Jameson warm, out of the bottle. I will. I prefer it cold. I don't think I do with Jameson. What I'm trying to say is that I'm a, I'm an alcoholic. Is what I'm trying to say. A little bit, kind of <laughs> sounds like it. A <laughs> little bit. I don't know. There's just like, 
I guess like the out of for me the liquors I don't like is probably rum, probably tequila. I don't like those two. Yeah, I, whiskey, I'm with you on the tequila thing. Yeah, whiskey, gin, vodka. You don't like vodka. You never I really hate have. vodka. Yeah. yeah, I've only kind of got you to like vodka. Well, I, I hate vodka because it was one of those things where like it was the first pretty much alcohol I got really like sick drunk off of, and uh, I c- can't even smell it without thinking of just like pretty much that night. <laughs> so it ruined it for me. So I don't know if we've ever actually had this conversation. We'll have this conversation. We'll move on. We're just talking about alcohol. Okay. How do you feel about Jaeger? I fuck with Jaeger. I'm actually glad you asked. I forgot about this. So when I was on the uh, uh, bachelor party trip with Nick, we went to Cincinnati. Um, oh, funny story, small world. Um, I'm wearing this Nirvana t-shirt that says Murphy's Pub. It's a bar in Clifton that apparently Nirvana played there one time, and that's had their whole thing. They're like, oh yeah, Nirvana played here in, in the 90s, and cool. now we sell t-shirts that say Nirvana on it. Like, okay, you've been riding this train for 30 years. But because it was a Nirvana shirt and I was drunk, I bought it. Um, so Murphy's Pub was super cool. It, it's on the UC campus, and um, their like, specialty drink, they called it the Bearcat Bomb, and it was... Uh, they basically just mixed red cream soda and Jaeger. It was so fucking good. That sounds really good. <laughs> it is really good. I've actually been meaning to buy Jaeger just to make those. So yeah, yeah, yeah I, I do like Jaeger. Um, have you drank an entire bottle of Jaeger in one night? <laughs> no, I have not. That's why I still like it. <laughs> okay, because I have. Yeah, is, is that one of your five shit your pants stories? <laughs> um, no, that one. Believe no. it or not, I'm fine. Okay, okay. Yeah. My my question is, so I'm renowned in my friend group. There's two Elis that exist. There's normal Eli. Even drunk Eli will will encapsulate normal Eli because it's not that different. Just mm-hmm. louder. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? My ears get worse when I drink. Uh, <laughs> then there's Jaeger Eli, <laughs> which is an Eli of biblical proportions. <laughs> Is there a Jaeger Mitch? Because I want to meet Jaeger Mitch. Um, I don't know if it's tied to a certain alcohol. Well, okay, Four Loco. Now that I think about it, Four Loco Mitch is a wild animal. Oh, there's a Four Loco Mitch. Yeah, Four Loco is my go-to when I'm like, I, I'm a big proponent of Four Loco. I get so much shit for it. But man, if you want to have a rip roaring good time in RRGT, uh, you just <laughs> buy, and, and all you have is $3 in your pocket. You go out and buy yourself a Four Loco, and it will get you drunk. It'll take care of you for three bucks. You can't say that about any other alcohol. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Four Loco, yeah. Mitch, is pretty fun. I, I do hate the taste of Four Loco, but uh, yeah, I, I become someone else. I put on the bandana, I get weird. <laughs> no, that's fair. Uh, Eli, just absolutely Jaeger. Eli, just bottle of Jaeger. I, now Jaeger, I do have to drink cold. Like I, the, the Germans tell me, you put it in the freezer. I put it in the freezer, pull out the Jaeger, and uh, you know I just. <laughs> so then, natural because it tastes like Dr Pepper to me. Everybody's like, oh Jaeger, Jaeger. I'm like, it. This legitimately tastes like Dr Pepper mm-hmm. with alcohol. Uh, about two gulps in, shirtless, immediately. <laughs> so I kind of want like Jaeger Eli and Four Loco Mitch to meet and just 
just set loose upon us. I mean, <laughs> we could do we could do that for for the hundredth episode. Let's do it. Ooh, okay. <laughs> well, I don't think you know what you're asking for. <laughs> um, All right. I uh, so my my uncle Mitch. When I probably one of the first times I drank with him, he made these really awesome shots. Um, but my uncle, my uncle Mitch drinks, so he'll basically like take a drink that's intended to be a shot, but he'll add like a Red Bull and just sip on it all night. Um, and he right did on. that with uh, um, he calls it a Bazooka Joe, and it's one of my favorite cocktails I make. Basically, all it is is um, Jaeger and Bacardi Limon. Like that's a pretty good shot, and it t- together it's the weirdest thing. Together it tastes like bubble gum. Yeah. That's why he calls yeah. it a bazooka Joe. If you add some Red Bull in it and just sip on it, it's uh that you're gonna you're gonna take your pants off. You're gonna get drunk. <laughs> yeah, no, me. So uh, I do have a question for you. Is your uncle Mitch also named Mitchell? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's so he how is, that works. He is literally your namesake. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. Okay. <laughs> It's it? weird. I know it. It's so what, weird. What what two different people? But not though. I concur. No, I concur. We're we're pretty different. <laughs> now is your uncle Mitchell your dad's brother or your mom's brother? My mom's brother. Okay. Yeah. So basically, story goes, um, I'm named after him because uh, when my parents like first started dating, my mom didn't really like my dad, but my dad was like cool with my uncle Mitch. They 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 got together really well. They would like play like Mario Brother together on the original Nintendo, and like <laughs> really, <laughs> yeah. So, this is already adorable. It's like, it's amazing. Yeah. So basically, my mom was gonna like dump my dad, and then my uncle Mitch was like, "No, he's cool." So he, in a weird way, convinced her to see him again. And um, so basically, because of that, they named me after him. Because had it not been for him, I might not be here. That so. is. It's amazingly cute. adorable. I know it, right? Wow. So does your but because of that, does your so does your dad have brothers and sisters, or is he an only child? He has two sisters. He has two sisters. Mm-hmm. So does your dad and your uncle Mitch like hang out? Is that a thing that happens? Um, sometimes, like not 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 so much like lately. Like when there's family functions, they we will obviously. But that's so interesting <laughs> to me. Sorry, yeah. Yep. Sorry, I'm just. I'm, <laughs> Mitch is like, I don't, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why you're so interested in that. No, it's interesting. Well, like you got to meet my godfather at my wedding, mm-hmm. being Steve, and well, I, I, I mean, I doubt you talked to Steve, but you saw Steve. Mm-hmm. Did you gain any insight into me by <laughs> seeing my godfather? Did it make a any sense? Bit. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think I, I think I know why you're why you're intrigued by it and I and I kind of feel the same way. So yes, my, my dad and my uncle like have a pretty solid relationship. Um, like they would they used to, especially like when I was a kid, they would go to like Cubs games together a lot because they're both Cubs fans. Um, and it's kind of cool because well now that I'm married, like Erica's, Erica's got a brother. He's pretty cool, but we never hang out like one on one. Okay. Literally up until this day, I did not know Erica had a brother. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's his name's Tanner. He's pretty cool. He's three years younger than us. So, 
Um, yeah, he's, he's like a cool 26. guy, but we've never hung out one on one, and I wouldn't be opposed to it. But that's just not the kind of relationship we have. Um, so <laughs> this might be where you and me differ because I'm like, I want to hang out with this dude right now because <laughs> i didn't know are you shitting me erica has brother why did i not know episodes that episodes in and we're finally uh talking about family and shit does she have sisters no she doesn't have any sisters just a brother so it's her and one brother mm-hmm. and they're both from her like parents like there's no yep because her parents <laughs> have been together for a long time too uh-huh right what the fuck <laughs> so here's what's weird People whose parents were married, right? Never got divorced and all that, right? They have, like, oodles of children, and you never hear about them. But it's, like, the kids like me who have, like, divorced parents where you know all the gritty details about how... Like, that. Like that just fucking blows my mind. Like, how did I not know that? Erica had a brother. I didn't think to bring it up. I didn't know it was important to you, I guess. I'm sorry. I mean, he's got to be, like, mildly cool. <laughs> he's right? pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like, that's so weird. I'm, Dude, I'm flipping out. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm flipping out. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't think it was a big deal. I didn't think I needed to run this by you. <laughs> I didn't think I needed to clear it with you. But I know your family. Like, you have two sisters and you have your brother. Uh-huh. And I'm decently acquainted with most of them i think the only sister i don't know as well as your youngest sister i think they're twins so they're the same age <laughs> yeah well there's... that's what twins are <laughs> all right smart ass well there's molly and then uh, who's the other one the other one is madeline yeah, Madeline. She, I can see why you said that because Madeline is much shorter. She was she's technically the youngest, but only by a few minutes. So okay, but yeah. <laughs> well, who who had all the health problems back in the day? Was it Molly or was it Madeline? That was Madeline. Oh, it was Madeline. See, yeah. okay. So I guess in my head, I picture her as a younger sister, but they're yeah. both your younger sister. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have a family, goddammit. Let me be excited <laughs> okay. for yours. No, that's not man. Yeah, I guess I never really thought about it. Live vicariously through mine. That's fine. Yeah, I was an only <laughs> child. I used to play Risk by myself. <laughs> it was a hoot and a holler. Yeah, asshole. <laughs> this is... Whew, this is sad. <laughs> okay, we'll make no. a pact. I'll I'll keep you up to, uh, a brief with uh, what happens in my family, um, <laughs> as long as you okay. share your mom with me. <laughs> yeah, no, you can absolutely have my mom. I've been trying to get rid of her for a while. She's a peach. She's amazing. Well, there's a chance that she'll date a cousin of yours and then continue to date every other cousin you have, <laughs> just so you know. She likes to keep it in the family that way. Yeah, she ran out of Millers. She'll she's got to move on to another family and just <laughs> date and marry other Mill, you know, other daisies. She'll find sure. a cousin. Well, it's like, well, he's your cousin, but like distantly. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> kind of like the mafia. Yeah, got to bring up Sopranos again. Oh yeah, your uncle Polly. No relation. He's just a friend. We call him your uncle. <laughs> That's how I feel in Aaron's life. Like, just the other day, like, I'm not sure, like, Alice, who I've known since literally before she was born, mm-hmm. that she completely understands who I am. Yeah. <laughs> because, like, I think I was over there, and uh, we were just over there last night, and I was hanging out with Lydia, being the middle daughter. 
and she kept calling me Papa. And I was like, <laughs> well, she's calling you Papa. And I was like, I know, baby, but uh, she, uh, I'm just here. Yeah. <laughs> so I told Alice. <laughs> That's I'm like, I'm just here. Um, wow. Okay. Sorry. We went on a large family tangent. I just get so interested in Mitch and Mitch's family. Because that, that's exactly what happens. Is like me and Mitch will be hanging out and he'll be like, oh yeah, this person. I'm like, wait, what? Like for example, like Erica having a brother. That has never come up in conversation in the, Jesus Christ, I don't even know how long we've known each other now. A lot of years. Yeah. It hasn't come up. So I just, I get really interested in family. You know, I, I've, I've, I've been fortunate enough to learn a little bit more about my family. Um, for years, I didn't even know that, you know, my uncle was my godfather. So now that I know that I have a godfather and they actually, like, did the godfather thing, mm-hmm. um, I didn't know any of that. So I was just like, oh, so Steve is actually my godfather? <laughs> and mom's like, yeah. I'm like, well, you could have told me. I don't know why. <laughs> right? Acting like I'm the crazy one who didn't know that I had a godfather. You oh, know. yeah. No. Yeah, I would have been making so many godfather jokes. I would have made him an offer he can't refuse. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I have an obsession. It's not healthy. No, uh, I get it. No, trust me. I'm already like, you know, that's why I, did. I took Steve into a dark room. I was like, Steve, you are my godfather. So no. you come to me on my daughter's wedding day. <laughs> it's uh no, it just, it just blows me away. I have a really weird family because I'm actually part of two families that hate each other. Right, the Hatfield McCoys, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, literally, like the Millers and the Pierces have this like rivalry that dates pre that predates me of why mm-hmm. they don't like each other. So, and it's continued, and and I'm the only one that's both. So it's it's real fucking wonky. So I get really into families. So that's gotcha. just yeah. I'm just interested <laughs> to learn about yours. Is why. And also, your parents are together, so everything's very easy. And well, not anymore. Okay, <laughs> I, t- I told you I already Sorry. don't like it. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. I'll cut that out if you don't want me to. <laughs> no, you can leave it in. It's okay. I mean, it's your mom. You could you could handle that how you wish. I I, I make jokes. I, I worry I made you too cynical. No, no, no. That's okay. I've been I've been doing it pretty much as soon as it was okay to do. <laughs> right. Yeah, the next day. Actually, that was that's funny. That was a joke I had. Was like <laughs> that whole week when your mom passed. You guys were still playing fantasy baseball. That's <laughs> true. I destroyed. I <laughs> and I'm like these assholes are out no, here. I, no, I totally remember that. I, about six hours after I found out, we were all just kind of like sitting around. We were all at my grandma's house. Um, things were kind of slow, kind of boring. So I pulled up my phone, see how I was playing this week. And I was like, oh, this guy's available. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> that always reminds me of the uh, uh, Louis C.K. joke. God, I miss Louis C.K. Um, he's got a really funny joke. He's like, you can tell a lot about a person by, uh, by asking them how long it, uh, it, it took them to jerk off after 9-11. <laughs> For me, it was between the two towers falling. <laughs> oh, boy. God. That didn't age well either. No, it did not. <laughs> All right. Anyways, we're doing a podcast that people pay a lot of money to listen to. Yes, yeah, so we better make it good. Right. Well, oh, wait. We have a lightning round to get through. Yeah. Yeah. You'd have, you have some lightning round questions, right? I do. Let's pull them up. 
Mitch, what is your favorite brewery that you've been to? Not a bar, brewery. I mean, I'm going to have to say Rheingeist, right? Like, that's hands down my favorite. Um, I don't want to take your answer because I feel like you might have the same, but um, I do yeah, Rheingeist is just, okay, good, good. Yeah, Rheingeist is just so fucking cool. Um, every time I'm there, it's just, it's a really cool atmosphere. They have that rooftop uh, kind of bar that uh, is really comf- comfortable. Um, and then every time I'm there, they just have really cool stuff going on. It's like the perfect setting for a brewery. It's in a huge warehouse where they have like cornhole and games going on. Um Actually, we went to, uh, when I was on uh, that bachelor party a couple weeks ago, we went on this uh, brewery tour where we we basically just like got on a school bus and this random dude drove us around to like five different breweries. Um, we went to Taft's, which was super cool too. You should check out Taft's if you haven't already. Um, Ryan Geist, we went to this, uh, uh, the, uh, what's the, uh, the, the super German one? I can't remember. Anyway, um, so we went to like five different breweries. Rheingeist was still my favorite. So, and and all their beers are really good too. Um, well, almost all their beers I've had are really good. Okay. Um, no, wholeheartedly. Like I actually, so me, me, my buddy Aaron and Chris went to check out a new brewery that's kind of popped up. It's uh, the Southern Ohio Brewery. Um, out in, I, I think it's technically in Beaver Creek. I don't know. We went to that one, and I'll be honest, I didn't like it. I didn't like the vibe. It was a lot of rich white people. Like, they mm-hmm. had a whole outdoor section for you to take your family and do a bonfire, and, like, <laughs> it, it was it was a weird vibe. But I started thinking, and we started talking about, like, what our favorite breweries were, and we started talking, like, uh, um, one that I'll say that I've been to that was really good really cool i think i think in ways better than ryan guys was a uh, warp wing oh yeah i like warp wing too yeah yeah that's just that's in, probably a close second yeah that's just in dayton and warp wing is a huge brewery um huge brewery i i really like the staff i really like the people there um the, here's i i think my number one is still devil's wind and xenia Next time you're in town, we're going to go, when you have time, we'll go to Devil's One and Xenia because, man. I, I would love that, yeah. Yeah, because, like, the staff is amazing. They're really cool people. It's very comfortable, very laid back, but it is a smaller brewery. Um, for me, it basically ranks, like, Devil Wind's. Devil Wind is probably going to be my favorite just because it is a home. It literally, I have a brewery in my hometown. Yeah. Like, you know, where I grew up, there is now a brewery. Um, and they're awesome. Um, probably that one. Then after that, probably Yellow Springs Brewery. Yellow um, Springs is cool too. Yeah, I have been there. Oh, you have been there. Okay. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, me and Aaron just regaled the story about how. So we went to Yellow Springs Brewery. I don't. Need, and we and we talked about it because I was like, I don't, how did we get so drunk? It was on Father's Day, circa. I, I think it was Aaron's first Father's Day. Uh, okay. And we were drunk when the tour started <laughs> so me and aaron turn into giggly school children where this guy's like giving the tour and me and him like look over at each other and we just start gigg- like we just start dying <laughs> like because we knew at that point we were drunk and it was one o'clock in the afternoon oh my God. <laughs> yeah. um yeah that was a long night 
uh, I may or may not cheated on my girlfriend at the time because of that day. Oh boy, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a long day. Um, <laughs> so Yellow Springs Brewery, and then probably after that warp drink. But like, I'm gonna rate Rheingeist decently low, and the reason being, I love Rheingeist and I love their beer. But the reason is, is when you go to Rheingeist and you buy your ten dollar beer and you go sit on the top of their rooftop bar, you look out, and there's just a dilapidated building in which yeah, homeless right. people are, leaving, are, are living That is out true. Of. Yeah. <laughs> it's just hard for me to stomach that. And I'm not saying it's even... In a really, it, it is in a really, like, kind of rough part of Over the Rhine. Um, it's not... Uh, yeah, the, the the rooftop is cool if you look way far out across the view across the city. Right. If you look at the building next door, it's like, whew, we are in a bad part of town. <laughs> well, and it's... And, and my whole thing is not that you're in a bad part of town. It's just the fact that I know they bought this space because it was dirt cheap mm-hmm. and there's people around that, su- that are just poor and suffering. Doesn't mm. mean that Ryan guys maybe doesn't do anything for them. I don't know. I just know that that is my one critique of that Ryan guys brewery is just, it's hard to be there and have a good time when there are people literally right outside mm-hmm. that yeah. have nothing. Yeah. I mean, you bring up a good point gentrification and capitalism go hand in hand <laughs> so it's harder for me to like fall in love with that yeah. brewery um but yeah um and and i and i brought that up to trap you yeah perfect yeah. well thank you I, I, I appreciate you doing that i, I wanted to make you look bad Perfect. <laughs> well, it's not fair because like Fort Wayne doesn't have any really cool breweries. It's awesome. Um, no, it kind of it, they kind of suck. I mean, there's there's been like the, I, I think Fort Wayne probably has like probably five or six breweries. I've been to most of them. Um, there's one or two that are really cool that I'm a big fan of, but the rest of them, I hate their beer. I hate the atmosphere. Um, so the only other real breweries I've been to is um, probably Cincinnati. Um, I've been to a couple in Chicago that were pretty cool. Um, actually, while we're on the subject, shout out Revolution Brewing Company. That's probably my favorite. That's probably my second favorite brewery that I've been to in Chicago. It's laid out very similarly to uh, Rheingeist. It's a huge warehouse where you can kind of see the the tanks of stuff, and um, they've got cool games and that kind of thing, and good beers. So, All right, sorry. Moving on. Who is an actual hero that you look up to? Who is someone that you actually consider a hero that you look up to? Oh, man, that's a good question. Hero is a loaded word, but I guess somebody that you actually look up to that you would say, like, yeah, they're like a personal hero or a personal, you know, uh, I forget the word. But um, but that kind of thing that you actually look up to. I'm gonna go really cliche and kind of sappy on this one. Um, I'm gonna say my dad, honestly. Like, cool. Um, basically, knowing what I know about the way he was raised, um, it could have gone in a bunch of different directions. And I think, given what he was given, um, to be able to raise a family um, that turned out so well. Um, is inspiring. Um, and then number two is uh, just the past year being able to see him deal with, you know, the loss of my mom, which is the toughest thing obviously he's ever been through. Um, 
he's handled it really well um and we've grown a lot uh closer because of that i think it was really cool um but yeah mostly like uh you know not to get too personal um if it does but basically the backstory on the way my dad was raised is very very poor very very like come from nothing um parents are kind of borderline alcoholic not that you know my grandparents ever got like physical or anything but basically they they did do some drinking and they didn't really care from what i've heard they they didn't he was kind of a latchkey kid um and again not to get too personal or talk shit throw shit at my family um my dad has two sisters that didn't turn out the same at all and it's kind of sad because they're my family but they're going through some shit and uh uh and just the way that my dad like you know just looking at his sisters versus how he turned out i was just like wow that it is a huge blessing to be able to be where i am being able to say like yeah i had a good childhood my parents did a good job compared to you know the way that they live still is just fucking inspiring like if i were to have kids um you know every 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 parent wants to be able to say oh i want to you know all i want to do is be able to give my kids the stuff that i couldn't have when i grew up and he is the definition of that he nailed it so yeah that's all i could think of off the cuff but <laughs> no that's yeah that's awesome i've i've always really liked your dad and i probably have legitimately only talked to him like twice Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think it's telling. Um, I think it's telling. I'd like to know your dad more. I'd like. I. I, I would legitimately like to hang out with your dad. <laughs> I'm sure you would like to hang out with the dad. Yeah. No. Exactly. <laughs> Any dad. Really, anybody's dad. You know. I used to. Oh man. You know, parent-teacher conferences. I'd you know give a homeless guy a tenner. You know, just come <laughs> in and kind of just pretend to care <laughs> for 20 minutes. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, like, but legitimately, and, and I, th- I, I kind of said that question because I think I've heard you say that before and that's admirable. It's not an easy thing to do. I don't think it's an easy thing to be a man who your sons will look up to or, mm-hmm. okay, well, maybe it's easier than you think it would, but it's also not <laughs> that hard to not be that person. Right. Um, well, I mean, I, I mean, part of it is just like knowing how things could have turned out, like makes me have so much respect. And, and it's kind of what I strive to be like, you know, sometimes I look at my life and I'm like, OK, well, he worked his ass off to get to where he is now. Um, and you can't not respect that. Um, yeah, wholeheartedly. And also, I think that the overall impression, I think you would agree for the most part, is your dad is also incredibly kind. He's mm-hmm. also not a um he's not a he's not a jerk. Right. <laughs> like like you know, I, I, I know that you and Matt are very similar to your dad and that you're very like soft, kind, humble people. And I do think that's I I I, I think your dad could have done that and then been an asshole. But he yeah, wasn't. Yeah. So mm-hmm. and, and I think that says something. I think it's easier well, yeah. to be an asshole than actually. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, you know, it it, it, it it makes me kind of aspire to be a better person because of, you know, just seeing the way that his life has turned out versus knowing the way that it could have turned out if he had chosen the easy way out. Um, it's 
yeah i've said it's it's inspiring is the only word so (laughs) right well i had a different answer but so because you said that and then when if i really thought about it i was like yeah i'd have i'd have to say my mom yeah my mom would be that because that's exactly what my mom did you know her brothers and sisters had kids that were not great and it's because of the parents and my mom had to do that as a single mom Mm-hmm. So I have what I like to call a single mom syndrome, which is anybody I meet who's a single mom, I have to be real careful because I'm immediately like I'm invested because my mom was a single mom. Mm-hmm. And that is a journey in life that I don't want anybody to go through because it is so hard. And um, the things that my mom had to do and also my mom did that she raised me turned me into me which is like i mean i mean you know like good enough right yeah. like like, like <laughs> you know what i mean like she did okay so she had to do that and yeah. then again better than it could have turned out <laughs> better than it could have turned out and then you know this woman was also a woman that was very very overweight and she lost all that weight um, she went from one abusive relationship to another, kind of corrected, got into a good relationship now. I mean, it's hard, man. Like, it's just, it's just like, that's what's admirable about your dad, because it's very easy as a man to take the easy way out in life because you have that option. Then, as a woman, you have even fewer options. So the fact that my mom did it, and she wasn't perfect, and she will say that. You know, it took her a few years, but I finally got around to say that, mm-hmm. you know, she wasn't perfect. She made some mistakes. She, she, she tripped a couple of times, but in the end, I still view her with the highest regard and like mm-hmm. Charlotte all the time is like, well, you're a mama's boy. And I'm like, well, I'm sure shit, not a daddy boy, honey. Like, <laughs> right. I didn't have a whole lot of choices in life. Uh, yeah. I had one or the other. So yeah, I'm a mom's boy. And, but that's why, because that's all I had. My mom had to be my mom and my dad and Ooh. she had to be strong, but nurturing and, and tough, but yielding. And that's an incredibly complicated thing. If you know somebody yeah. in your life, that's a single mom, it's going to be hard for them. Even if they're the best person in the world, because of how the world works mm-hmm. yeah. and it's going to shit on people who are single moms and yeah. it's, and it's hard. So I had a different answer, but it turned into my mom after he said that. Because when I thought about it, I was like, yeah. No, my mom did more than she ever should. Yeah, yeah. Cool, man. Cool. Chipper. <laughs> Let's move on. Chipper. Um, Mitch. Yeah, so I don't have anything to add to that. Your mom is a great lady. I've met her. She's fantastic. Yeah. And then I get she- that vibe from my friends, which is amazing. Because, you know, I mean, you've never folded towels wrong in her home. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have a different opinion. <laughs> no, I get that. I mean, every, especially when you're a teenager, like you're gonna butt heads, you're gonna try to rebel. Um, but that's part of growing up is realizing that, like, oh, you know what? They might have had a point. Like, they're they might have had a good reason for doing that, and being able to recognize, like, oh, you know what? They didn't have a good point. Like, th- this is still wrong, but I forgive them because they're doing the best they can with what they had. Oh, no. See, oh, you, you're you're 100% right. But even right now, after having this conversation, like, I want to call my mom and be like, you know, I roast you when I'm around my friends. But you were right. I was a lazy piece yeah. of shit. 
I didn't yeah. care. Oh, how, yeah, exactly. I didn't care how towels were folded. You were making me fold towels <laughs> because you were like, have some fucking self-respect. And I'm like, no, fuck, these are just towels. And mom was <laughs> yeah. like, no, you dumb asshole with a penis. Fold the right? towel. Yeah. You know, she was constantly, <laughs> and I think the only reason why what works for me in my marriage is that I was raised by a single mom. Mm. So, you know, I not that I can ever truly empathize with a woman and what what that's like to go through because charlotte points that out all the time um however (laughs) i could relate enough to be like you know if like if we have a kid if me and charlotte have a kid and my kid were to like back mouth charlotte the amount of rage (laughs) that would be there not just because it's charlotte but because like i know what like being a mom is like because i've seen it Mm -hmm. that's all i had i never had the dad figure i'd just be like no like that's why i have such a liberal view of a marriage is just because i'm like no the the woman has to do so many things that she gets zero fucking credit for for the Mm -hmm. end of time Right, right. So I just, the the amount of empathy that I have for women because of my mom is insane. Yeah. Well, I, I feel kind of the same way because like uh, growing up, like one of the things at the time that kind of like bugged me is the whole cliche of like, oh, my parents like loved each other too much. They would basically make out in front of us and it was disgusting. But now like that's one of those things I was like, oh, that's how you make it, you know, 30 years being married. Like you, you have to go out of your way to do romantic shit and be spontaneous. And they were basically showing me that. And now like I take that into my marriage and I'm like, oh, okay, well, I need to do more than just exist. I need to think of my wife and put her priorities ahead of mine. Uh, right. You know, I don't, I don't feel like doing the dishes right now, but I'm going to so she doesn't have to. That's classic Todd Daisy. <laughs> yeah, which is really cool. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, anyway. Ooh, sorry, bud. Um <laughs> What is the spiciest thing you've ever eaten? <laughs> that's, that's my follow-up. Uh, I don't fuck with a lot of spicy foods. You don't. I kind of hate it. You don't. No. You're a lot like my it's, wife in this regard. <laughs> yeah. It's just not fun. To be in pain when you're supposed to be enjoying food totally ruins the experience. Um you know, I've had for first uh, first thought is um, I've had a lot of the so- hot sauces that are on like the hot ones. Yeah. Um, just because somebody that I work with actually likes to collect a bunch of the stuff that's on the hot the hot ones, um, and I had like the bomb. And it actually wasn't that bad. Now, that being said, I had the smallest amount, and I was eating it off of a potato chip. Um, it um, it wasn't terrible. Well. Here's why I ask. The The original question I had was, have you ever had a ghost pepper? No, I have not had a ghost pepper. <laughs> Here's why I ask. I go over to Aaron's last night, and he's like, hey, we're making uh, Made Rights. Um, do you know what a Made Right is? I do not. Okay. It's an Ohio thing. Okay. It's a um, loose meat sandwich. It's just uh, beef, uh, mustard cheese pickles onions on like a steam uh bun uh it's it's a very like dive kind of thing in Ooh, ohio okay. but you can but it's only a made right if it comes from the place that makes them 
why is it called a made right I, I don't understand that i don't know it's it's like a it, it's a variation on a sloppy joe but it doesn't have a sauce uh okay huh katie said that and it was very poignant it's like a yeah. it's like a sloppy joe sandwich without a sauce hmm okay um it's it's a it's a very dive place but it is it it it's like a white castle sloppy joe made in just the right way Uh it's hard to describe um we love them but anyways uh they were doing like a home version of made rights and it was really really good but aaron's like hey eli tried this and he's got this his hand on like a fucking mason jar and he opens it up and uh, they were cooking and they have very sensitive smoke alarms so i was like i had like a plate and i was trying to wave the the smoke away from the smoke alarm Mm. i was like why are my eyes burning oh my god my eyes are burning oh my god is that what you opened what the fuck is that he's like don't worry about and he had like a half spoonful of something and i'm like aaron what my eyes are burning what (laughs) is that and he's like it's ghost pepper butter oh and i'm like what the fuck are you talking about he's like just try it just try it it's not that bad just try it it." so i did i tried it and damn it's insane yeah anything ghost pepper i will stay far far away from the thing about it was it was probably one of the spiciest things i had because it immediately hit it burned and it went away like it 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 delved but it came back it was like a parabola curve like uh yeah it just kept coming back and um i was sweating like i was sweating it was so spicy and my big ass lips which i've realized is how i taste most things which is burning and charlotte tried it and she don't eat spicy thing she Ooh. we got b-dubs and she ordered five hot wings she had one and was like i can't eat the rest and i was like right, why yeah. did you order hot like, <laughs> also you can't even eat hot yeah right <laughs> it's not that high up yeah and uh and and she was dying for like 20 minutes wow and it was it was quite spicy but i realized like ghost pepper in stuff i can handle if i had a straight ghost pepper i'd it would be rough oh yeah yeah so that's i remember that prompted me to ask you this probably isn't the hottest thing i've ever had but one of the funniest memories i have about hot foods is when i was like a kid um we went out to eat with my my family and they had like it was some sort of like big family function so my extended family like was there uncles cousins people i haven't seen in a while um it was at this restaurant and um they got these like cheese sticks or something and it came with like a side of jalapenos and nobody was eating the jalapenos it was just like a little garnish and um and it was just a jalapeno but i think my mom was just like hey and and I was I was a kid. I was probably like eleven or twelve. Right. My mom was like, "Hey, if you eat this jalapeno, I'll give you a dollar." And I was like, "Oh, a dollar!" And I was like, "Okay, well, how many jalapenos? Like, is there a limit to this? Like, how many? What's your yeah. top dollar?" And she's just like, "No, no top dollar." I was like, "Okay." So every jalapeno slice, it, it was a slice. It wasn't even like a whole jalapeno. Just eat a slice of jalapeno, get a dollar. I'm in. That sounds good. Um, and it was pretty much the first time I had jalapenos. And um, I think I had probably like 20, 25. <laughs> and it was a rough night. I was like in so much pain. It oh, it hurt so bad. I could barely like talk. And it was just jalapenos. But I was a child making $25. <laughs> That's good numbers. 
No, that's uh, first off, your mom's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that was so funny. Yeah, because yeah. I just picture mom being like, "Hey, <laughs> right. if you need a jalapeno, I'll give you a dollar." And then you're like, "Yeah, fuck yeah." Well, how many can I eat? I don't know. <laughs> as many as you can handle. <laughs> you're just like, mwah, mwah. Right. eating jalapenos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um uh, i don't know spicy food is fun it's fun to yeah yeah have that experience because like aaron gave me and it was like a tablespoon and it was half full of this ghost pepper butter and he was Ugh. just like yeah, yeah it's fine and i ate it and he was like ah. <laughs> Immediately, I was like, oh my god <laughs> this is gnarly yeah. um so yeah that just made me broach that that's yeah no that's awesome that's good Back. did i see you did you go up and grab another beer uh yeah so did i <laughs> i kind of want to talk about it oh okay go for it i'm i got another what you drinking oh okay <laughs> go for it i finished my pumpkin beer and i'm now moving on um to a who to pull <laughs> I never get to drink these, but last time I went to Jungle Gyms, Jungle Gyms is pretty much the only place I can still find these. Um, really? So I bought like a whole case last time I was there. Are, are are they still a thing? Like, do you see them around where you're at? Oh, I never have. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, who do you, like, so obviously you're, so apparently your dog is named after this beer. I love this beer so much that it's my dog's namesake. Yes. Correct. <laughs> and I've never had it in Ohio. I've literally never seen it. Really? Oh, yeah, because if I did, I'd be like, oh, fucking, you know, I, I, I would be all in, and it's a great beer. You would be, yeah, if you had it, you would be texting my wife about it. Yeah. No, I already did. <laughs> so, wait, where have you had it, then? With you. If not Ohio. With you. Uh, okay. No, it's definitely an Ohio thing. Like, it's a Cincinnati thing, for sure. Who? <clears throat> And I think it's one of those things where it used to be more popular than it was. Um, and honestly, I think the only reason I even know it to be a thing is because, like, for a while there, um, I don't know if it was, like, the official beer of the Cincinnati Reds, but it was very popular when you went to Reds games. Really? Like, people, that was, like, the go-to beer. People would always be drinking it. But then the last time I went to a Reds game, like, all you could find was, like, the Hootie Delight, the light version of it. And the light version sucks. Hmm. Um the full-on version is amazing. It's like a it's a lager, so it's just as cheap as like Bud Light, but it's technically like a German beer, so it's got like so much more flavor and darkness to it. That for a beer that's as cheap as Bud Light, this is as good as it's it, this is as good as it gets. And it's kind of it kind of makes me sad that it's not really as popular as it once was. No, not at all. I mean, it really does remind me of Yingling. And uh yeah, no, I've I've never had it in this part. I've only had it with you. That's so weird to me because I remember the reason I got into it was going to the Reds game. Fucking everybody was drinking Hootable. That was the thing. Like I think it was like when we were at CCU or shortly after. Right. No, it's yeah, yeah. it's weird. I never got it in this yeah. part of Ohio. For example anyway. Yeah, I'm just I'm just drinking Budweiser. Yeah, see? Well, good beer, classic beer. It's close enough. It's red. <laughs> like that one. Um, Mitch, pick a number between 1 and 192. Let's get into this, baby. Alrighty, let's do it. Um, 
76. Does your family see the real you? Ooh, I like this one. I like this one. So we have a couple quotes. We have from The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, a quote from Benjamin Button that says, It's a funny thing coming home. Nothing changes. Everything looks the same, feels the same, even smells the same. You realize what's changed is you. Then we have a quote from Sigmund Freud. A great part of the pleasure of travel lies in the fulfillment of early wishes to escape the family. How motherfucking Freudian could you get? Yeah, right. (laughs) But it is, yeah, does the family, does your family see the real you? Okay. My short answer is yes. So I don't know if I have a lot to establish on this. (laughs) But my my case would be you. I think I know this journey a little bit for you, but I would like to hear what you're thinking. Um, Yeah, okay. Um, I'll start. I'll kick things off a little bit. And it's a little topical because it's actually kind of funny. Um, So yesterday was my sister's birthday, and they actually came up to visit me. And um, I pretty much hung out with my entire family. Like, my grandparents were there on both sides. Uh, My dad, sisters, uh, my brother's wife was there. Um, So I I, I can kind of think about, you know, last night when I hung out with them, um, did they see the real me? I say yes and no. Um, it's yes and no because yes, I don't put on any airs. Um, I am who I am pretty much in front of everybody. But that being said, um, we kind of talked about it in the, you know, in my stand-up bit a little bit, you know, you, you know, a little bit about my grandparents based on that prayer chain story is, um, they're not a hundred percent woke. And so sometimes I do have to dial it back a little bit, um, for fear of not necessarily fear, but for the sake of, I don't want to start shit with my grandparents. I'm not going to get into talks. You know, I'm not going to get into discussions about political discourse because I know we won't ever agree on it. So it's pointless to have that conversation. Um, so sometimes I kind of bottle up some of my things I would say around my friends when I'm around my grandparents, just because it's not a conversation I want to have with them. I would gladly have that conversation with you or someone else, but um, there's no point. So one of the reasons I decided to move to Cincinnati um, to go to school there um, is because I was very much not happy with... uh, the way things were in my in my childhood hometown, not not necessarily even under my own roof. I just did not like the, and I still don't. Um, the way that where I'm from is kind of a backwards, very uh, Republican city with kind of non woke views, uh, and I've always been not a fan of that. So I wanted to kind of get out of that mindset. I wanted to move to a place where people thought differently, where you could, you know, meet different types of people, a uh, different variety of people rather than the straight white people that is, you know, full of where I'm from. Um, and I, I kind of wanted to expand my worldview a little bit because I wanted to be knowledgeable and 
I wanted to be a better person. And I thought part of that was you have to go see how the rest of the world lives outside of your own hometown. So it wasn't 100% my family that forced me out, but um, it definitely played a small aspect. Um, and now, like, looking back, like, I, I, I now that I've seen both sides of views, I... F- Kind of, I mean, I definitely understand more about where they're coming from, but also I, while I align myself with more liberal views, I guess I should say. No, that makes sense. You identify with that quote from Freud because you were wanting to reach outside of your family. Into different mm-hmm. points of view and different things that existed outside of your family. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of have a slightly different approach, whereas I wish I had more of one. So, if I think about the question, does the family, does your family see the real you? Well, yeah, but that mainly only includes my mom, because that's about mm-hmm. the only family I have. Um, yeah. I had things from my grandparents as well. Like, they don't really know I smoke or I drink or I have a fairly... Yeah, I mean, I've always been kind of liberal. I remember, like, trying to joke around with my grandpa about, like, John Stewart when John Stewart mm-hmm. was popular, who I miss wholeheartedly, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he didn't really get it. So, like, you know, I think they've always known I'm pretty liberal. They... I I will say my grandparents are decently open people. Um, When we've we've had pretty in-depth arguments about the Bible, because my grandpa is like a very like King James Bible guy, and I you know I talked to him about the uh, the the ASB, the American Standard Bible, and we talked about it, and he was like, "Well, why do you think that's more accurate? And I was like, well, I only think it's more accurate because there are people a lot smarter than me that studied the Bible way more than you and me ever have and told mm-hmm. us this is a more accurate translation. And he was like, well, according to who? And I'm like, well, the people that are smarter than us, Grandpa. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, the people that have done this. And I only use that as just an example. Of, that's kind of how my grandpa is. He's not unwilling to hear it. And I've taken this lesson from my grandpa. I'm never unwilling to hear anything. Doesn't mean it's going to change my mind, but I'm always there to hear it. So I think that my grandma and grandpa have seen a lot of sides of me because, like, I'm the first one to question when they're like, I remember my grandpa had a big thing about baptism. Like, I didn't want to be baptized when I was, like, 17, 18 years old. And he, like, printed out all these Bible verses and said, well, here, Eli, this is why I should be baptized. And I was like, well, Grandpa, I'm going to get baptized. I'm just not going to get baptized for the reasons you think I should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that was a big thing for me was I decided to be baptized and all that when I was 17. So I made a very adult decision to do so. And for a while, I wasn't going to be baptized. And he was like, well, here's why you should. Ah. I think my family has always seen me, but I wish I had more of one. Yeah, definitely, man. Well, that's cool. Well, I'm I'm kind of coming from, from the opposite. I've got 
plenty of family. Um, and I do think they see me, but they see a version of me that is not as vocal. The reason I say that is because you, you know, talking about how you had that conversation with your grandpa is really cool. I've had that conversation with my dad. I would have never talked to my grandparents about pretty much anything serious, anything religious, um, and partly because I know we kind of disagree on a lot of things. Um, and I don't necessarily, I'm not interested in having those conversations about things that we disagree on. Here's what we talked about last night when I was around them. Work, um, people, like friends that they knew, like, and that's about it. They always ask me, how's your job going? Oh, it's going good. How about you? Like, what have you been up to? Um, my grandpa's super into woodworking. I try to talk to him about that. It's always a nice conversation, but nothing like this nothing like what we have (laughs) now i will admit while i don't have a very large family well i do but i have a very very disjointed kind of what i like to call a bastardized okay i have um grandparents that are fairly open um i'm also only Mm -hmm. talking about one side of my grandparents um here's a fun story Okay, so here's a good example. I was talking to my grandparents, so like, uh, I don't know if you know, the Fallout games. They're games set in like the future, but basically the whole premise of the game is that the U.S. discovers nuclear energy and like we, the technology is like surpassed way super heavily in the 50s. So, like, all of a sudden, cars run on like nuclear energy and all this time. And then the apocalypse happens. But the music in those games are songs from 30s, 40s, and 50s. Mm-hmm. So, I went to my grandparents one day and I was like, Hey, I want to tell you about this game. So, there's this game I play called Fallout. And it has all this music from the 30s, 40s, and 50s. And I was like, there's a couple songs that I want to ask you about. And they were like, okay, sure. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, there's a song called Butcher Pete. Y'all know that song? And they're like, oh, yeah, Butcher Pete. <laughs> and and, and they, I swear to God, they almost started doing the Charleston. Uh, like, <laughs> they yeah, knew right away. Yeah. And I was like, Grandma, why does that song sound like a guy who's either killing women or... Or just, like, raping women. And she's like, no, (laughs) Eli, that's not what the song was about. And I'm like, are you sure? Because it sounds like that. Yeah. It literally says, like, whacking and hashing and thrashing. Oh, boy. (laughs) Like, whacking and hashing and thrashing. And she's like, no, 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 no. And we started, I was like, but, but is that how songs worked? Why are, and I, and I asked them the question, why did so many songs from your generation when you were young relate to like nuclear radiation and energy? <laughs> and she's like, uh-huh. well, I think that back then they used to write songs of things that just was kind of like a hip line and it was catchy and we liked it. And I was like, so music now? And she's like, well, no. And I was like, but yeah, it's just slang. And then we think it sounds good and it works, so we just use that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and then I ask her, like, um, I'm like, Grandma, there's a song about Geiger counters. What the fuck? <laughs> she was like, Well, I don't know. You know, we just found out about radiation. 
and mm-hmm. but it was basically <laughs> the same thing. It was like you know we they would come up with things that were catchy and funny, and we would do it. And there was also movies. There there was also songs from movies. Like there was one I think about being in the jungle. Like you know, I think I'll stay where I am. The but 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 oh God, I wish I remember that more. Fuck, I haven't played Fallout in a while. <laughs> Um, but we talked about that, and I would do that, and I would sing these songs from their childhood, and they'd be like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, and their faces would light up. Yeah. And yeah, it was yeah. the weirdest thing in the world to me, because I was like, wow, I'm running around with, like, a shotgun and a bazooka just shooting, like, radioactive <laughs> mutants in the face to these uh-huh. songs, and they're like, yeah, oh, and they're, like, dancing it was adorable. Uh-huh. Well, no, I think no, I think that is super cool, man. And honestly, like I'm really jealous of that because I've never had those types of conversations with my grandparents and it's not even their fault. Like it's um it's 100% like on me. Like I I you know, I I I I don't mean to come off as this like, you know, pretentious person that has nothing in common with these old people that are don't understand how the world works it's 100 percent on me because like that story right there like makes me kind of realize like oh you know what i'm sure they have tons of cool stories and perspective on these things that i'm really interested in that happened at a time before i was even born that i would love to hear their you know perspective on um and 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 like you know, I've, I've we've never had that conversation. Hmm. And we mostly just talk about shallow shit. I would love to just, be, uh, uh, yeah. For some reason, the the we don't have that deep of a relationship where we've felt comfortable enough. Where I felt comfortable enough asking them, like, because w- one thing I'm really interested in, like, as far as history goes, is like. I would love to just be like, hey, what? Tell me, you know, tell me about Woodstock. I know you weren't there, but what is your opinion on it? What was happening at the time? What did you hear about it? Like just shit like that. I'm sure they have just treasure troves of really cool stories, and like that's that could be a full on conversation that I've just never bothered to have, and that's 100 percent on me. But um, yeah, yeah. I, I I mean I don't. <laughs> I don't mean to come across as judgy, but I'm like, yeah, have that conversation. Because, like, dude, the coolest story my grandpa ever told me, okay? I went to my grandpa, and uh, my grandpa grew up in Kentucky. He grew up in T-Berry, Kentucky, okay? (laughs) And uh, he remembers when they put in electricity. Oh, shit, he lived. He lived in what we call the holler. So he Mm -hmm. lived in the holler which is basically the mountains of Kentucky. And uh, we were talking one day, and we were talking about music, and we were talking about all that, and we were talking about bluegrass. My grandpa loves bluegrass. My grandma loves Mm -hmm. gospel. So Uh they like to have these little arguments between bluegrass and gospel, which is hilarious. (laughs) But my grandma also taught me how to play guitar. You know, she... Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, she taught me. She taught me chords. She was like, "This this is how gospel music works. The first, the fourth, and the fifth. That's how mm-hmm. Grandma taught me how to play guitar. And we used to talk about that a lot. But my Grandpa liked bluegrass. So my Grandpa was like the metal of gospel music. Which, <laughs> uh-huh. if you know that style of music, bluegrass is the metal version of gospel music. It's faster, mm-hmm. it's you know pluckier, it's you know banjos, and you know, it's, it's more metal than gospel music. Yeah. So we were talking about all that. And um 
I was talking to Grandpa. My Grandpa was like, well, I remember when I was a boy, I had a radio that I that I cobbled together. And if, if it was just the right time at, at night and there weren't any clouds in the sky, I could pick up the radio stations that was playing blues music in southern Ohio. Because I can pick it up over the mountains, but only if there were no clouds in the sky that night. So basically, me and Grandpa were talking about that. Basically, my Grandpa in like the 40s or early 50s would sit there with this little like hand, uh, pretty much handmade radio that he would set up in his room. And it would be able to reach over the mountains into southern Ohio and it would pick up all the black radio stations that were playing Mm -hmm. music and he was like well that's when i heard bb king you know uh tj booker um you know uh bo diddley my grandpa loves bo diddley oh my gosh he'll talk your ear off about (laughs) bo diddley little richard all that stuff and he would talk about that and he would talk about hearing that for the first time and he was like i never heard anything like that because these are these you know you know these black people making blues my grandpa hadn't heard blues music up until that point yeah and we had a conversation and it was really cool <laughs> i was like wow that's really because my grandpa loves blues music he does he loves it it's just you know it's not of it's not of him or his people you know what i mean i mean this man grew up in the, <laughs> the poorest county of kentucky ever mm-hmm. in the hills of kentucky i mean like he lived in a holler which is very poor and it's just you live in the fucking mountains. So the holler was you across to the other side of the mountain range, <laughs> you know, talking to people. Um, but he talked about hearing black people make music for the first time in his life. And that wasn't until like the early 50s. And it was mind blowing. Yeah. I mean, it was insane. And that's why my grandpa, who will never be very liberal would never actually judge somebody based on the color of their skin. There's a difference. Mm -hmm. He's never going to be a very liberal man and really fight for what black people need. But if you came to him hurting or needed something, he wouldn't turn you down because you were black. Right. Those are two different things. Um, Obviously, one is better than the other, but the fact that I got to hear this person who lived in a time that I can't even fathom. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I grew up with the internet. The fact that I heard this man talk about how he like cobbled together a radio because he was poor with nine other yeah. brother and sisters and got to hear like blues music for the first time coming from the, the south end of Ohio across the mountains of Kentucky. I mean, it was just, I don't know. It blew my mind. Mm. So Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's worth maybe having that difficult conversation. I mean, I used to go all the time. What did you think about Vietnam? I I went over one <laughs> afternoon. I was like, "What happened with Vietnam? What uh, what's going on?" And they talked about it, and it was so interesting. It's like my grandma would just, and my grandma would get so mad at my grandpa because my grandpa would be like, "Well, here's the thing about Nixon." And my grandpa was like, "Emmett, Emmett," <laughs> and she'll yell at him because he'll be like, "Shut the hell up, Emmett!" No, right. no, yeah. Because my grandma's from Ohio, my grandpa's from Kentucky. So hearing those two perspectives back in the day, it like even had more impact where they were from. 
It's mind blowing. No, that's that's super cool, man. And I and I need to take more ad, uh, advantage of having someone that you can talk to about those kind of things to gain more perspective about stuff that you're interested in or want to hear about, like the history of. Um, one thing that's cool, like I, I, I do remember me and my grandpa were having a pretty cool conversation about, like, um, apparently, I didn't know this, but like he... Uh, so he's been a farmer his whole life. Part of that is like, I, I don't know when, back in the 80s or something, he would fly these little like planes uh, over like cornfields and like, you know, sprinkle, you know, whatever sort of uh, yeah, crop, chemicals crop on dusting. them. Yeah. yeah, He's a crop duster. Yeah, he was a crop duster. And I found that out like probably four or five wow. years ago. I was like, wait, you've flown a plane before? Like, tell me more about that. That is cool as hell. Um, and it also kind of makes sense because something that, um, it, it, in a sense, it bums me out. Like, I have always been interested in like planes and outer space and that kind of thing. My grandma's brother, Max, used to be... Uh, he flew planes in the Air Force, and he's super. What I know of him, and we again, we we're not close enough to like have these types of conversations. But I wish we were, and I think I'm gonna do a better job about you know going out of my way to do that. Is because I remember one of my earliest memories. He would just be like, this was before like iPhones were a thing. He would get on his super old phone and be like, oh, uh, he, he had an alarm going off. Like, oh, uh, if you look out this door, you're supposed to see like Mars is over there. I'm like, oh, no way, that's so cool. Like, he's like a space nerd like right. i that's the kind of shit i'm interested in i want to nerd out about that with you and like why are you interested in this you're 80 years old <laughs> dude so just that kind no, of shit I, I, wholeheartedly <laughs> and um my favorite <laughs> my favorite story my grandpa ever told me is he was like yeah i worked in the coal mines <laughs> for three days three days and then okay. i went to college and it yeah. was the best story my grandpa ever told me because like he sat yeah. me down one day and he was like, yeah, Eli, I worked in the coal mines of Kentucky for three days. And then I, <laughs> I packed it up. I went and told my dad, I'm going to college. And I went to college and my grandpa did. That's awesome. And then yeah. my grandpa, um, went and worked at a paper factory, work at Appleton papers for 42 years. And he started out sweeping the floors and then he literally started out literally with a broom sweeping the floors and at the end of his career was the equipment manager for a whole floor of machinery. Like, mm-hmm. he's one of the smartest people I ever met. Is he that woke about life? No. But dear God, can you get so many gems from that man about oh, yeah. life? Because he was alive when next when JFK was assassinated. So I like mm-hmm. to do that some days. I'm like, what happened when JFK died? And coincidentally enough, as I remember when in the first episode, you you mildly jokingly asked, like, where were you when 9-11 happened? Um, uh-huh. I was there with my grandparents. And I, I, I mean, my grandparents have lived through JFK, Watergate. Oh, Desert Storm, like so many fucking <laughs> things. And then I was there when 9-11 happened. And I remember mm-hmm. uh, the Yankees played, right? The Yankees played mm-hmm. that night and um, all that. And I remember we watched that baseball game, my grandma crying. Like, it's oh, wow. it's the most intense memories in the world. So, your grandparents are not going to influence any kind of change ever. 
but oh my mm. god, it's a well of information that you could be absolutely blown away. Just ask about JFK. How did you feel about JFK? What happened yeah. with JFK? And it will blow yeah. your fucking mind. Yeah, no, totally, man. Like, and, and and when we started this conversation, I said the reason I moved away is because I wanted to gain all this perspective and knowledge because I thought, you know, this isn't where it's at. But, you know, now that I've grown up and kind of realized, like, these people are, like, 80 years old. They have, they 100%, they have knowledge. They have wisdom to pass down. And I would be stupid if I didn't take advantage of that. Yeah. Um, like I said, they're probably not going to change my mind on anything like that, but I still want to gain as much knowledge and perspective as I can. That's kind of my life's goal, my mission statement. And there's just a unlimited amount of it coming from those people just because they were there. Yeah, they were there. <laughs> and I think typically your grandparents are not trying to, I would say the good ones, because unfortunately not every good, not every grandparent is good. Yeah. <laughs> but the normal ones, normal grandparents don't want to shape you into anything that you don't want to be. I think you actually get a lot of support from your grandparents because they kind of just want you to be happy because Ooh. they're just like so annoyed with your mom and dad because it's like, <laughs> well, I'd raise them. They're, they're the fucking worst, right. um, but you're a little baby to me. They want you to be happy. And in the end, all they want to do is pass on any little tidbit they know in life and just, and just give you that for the future. And it's not a big ask. So I think this this whole question started off of like, does your family see the real you? Well, I think that's hard. I don't think the real us want to bump up against our grandparents because that seems antagonistic. Mm -hmm. But you could be interested in things and you could teach them things. My grandpa used to play video games with me. He used to play like WWE yeah. Smackdown with me and have fun <laughs> with it. You know, he, he's mm -hmm. not an idiot. He's not an understand. You know what I mean? It's like he's not like, oh, video games are the devil. Like, he was there with me the whole time. And all my grandpa ever wanted to do was, like, teach me the little things about life and give me little nuggets of information and just pass on something that he learned when he was born in a little Kentucky holler where mm -hmm. he didn't, he grew up without electricity for enough of his life that they yeah. remembered when they installed electricity. Like, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah. That's crazy <laughs> to me. No, that's awesome, man. I think you 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 kind of like brought up a good point, and and I think this is kind of a uh, a fairly decent place to wrap this up. Is the question is, does your family see who you really are? I think the more important question is, do you fully see who your family is? Um, yeah. Who cares? Who cares what I have to say? I'm a thirty year old white straight white guy, as you said. Um, what do I have to? teach my grandparents probably a little bit but what's more important is you can learn so much from the people that are around you if you just take the time to do it so yeah i don't give a shit if my family sees the real me i i want to see the real them because the fact of the matter is not to bring it down they have a good 10 years left being optimistic and you would be stupid you'd be ignorant not to gain as much wisdom as you can so yeah, that that was a good yeah. no. That's, Wholeheartedly, I'm. That's what I'm going to take away from this for yeah. sure. No, I <laughs> I appreciate that because even right now I'm not really talking to my grandparents because they kind of fucked up, and already I'm like, you know what? 
Fuck it, man. They ain't gonna be around much longer. Mm. Why am I gonna hold this grudge? Like, I should just go over... We won't talk about that. It's not what's important. The, we won't talk about the things that's bothering us. We'll talk about the things that they want to talk about. I want to hear about mm-hmm. them. I want to hear about their lives. You know what I mean? It's it's invaluable who they are. They, they've mm-hmm. been here, and they'll be gone soon, and then you won't have a choice. You won't have a choice. And, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I wholeheartedly agree. Wow. Jesus. God damn. <laughs> we got one more to go, buddy. <laughs> we'll... All right. Yeah, we can we do got it. one more to go. Okay, Mitch, let's round this out and move on with our day. Oh, my God, my ass hurts. We've been sitting here forever. <laughs> Mitch, what have you been cranking? Okay, I have been cranking Foxy Shazam. Oh, shit. Let's um... go. <laughs> I have been really into Foxy Shazam lately. I want to want to be black. <laughs> Dude, Foxy Shazam is so good. Okay, the reason is because um, we, I think Erica saw like on Facebook or something that they were doing like a, they're going to do a concert in Cincinnati in February. And it's their first like concert in like seven yeah. years. Um so that's a huge deal. Uh, I, I am in love with his voice. He's got this really cool, high-pitched, falsetto, Freddie Mercury-type yeah. vibes, um, and I've thought that ever since. Um, and it's this really cool type of, like, you know, just rock and roll mixed with a tiny bit of prog, which I think is wild. Um the fact that they're like Cincinnati locals is really cool too. Um, last thing I'll say, the first time I went to a Foxy Shazam show, um, and I think he does this at pretty much all of his shows, but he used to like take a lit cigarette and just mm-hmm. like put it out on his tongue and then just eat the cigarette. <laughs> they're not a metal band, but that's the most metal thing I've ever seen. So fucking check out Foxy Shazam. They're so good. <laughs> um, we'll transition into my experience with Foxy which is pretty heavy um, just because so I owe a lot of Foxy to Logan but I will say that Lo- so we were so into Foxy that on their first album we all had names we had nicknames based off Foxy Shazam songs really yeah. okay so I was the red cape diver <laughs> Logan was the um, oh wait shit okay Fuck, I'm going to have to look. Hold on. My bad. Cut this out. Edit everything. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, wait. No. Oh, God. How did I forget? So, me, Logan, our buddy Ben all came up with, like, nicknames for each other based off Foxy songs off their first album in 2008. Mm -hmm. So, I was a red cape diver. Uh, Logan was the rocketeer and Ben was uh, the dangerous man. So that was all. So if you go listen to that album, we all have songs and that's how we picked them because we would, we would get high or drunk or whatever, listen to the album. (laughs) We would talk about the lyrics and we talk about the song. And yeah, I, I became the red cape diver and then Logan became the rocketeer and Ben became the dangerous man. Um, So so we started a band where we would go out and we'd be like yeah it's a red cape diver a dangerous man the rocketeer and then we would like (laughs) play songs and like yeah so 
I love that. Foxy has a deep place in my heart. Like, yeah, yeah that's man. that's super cool because I wasn't even aware of them because they were, you know, it was a Cincinnati thing, right. like, or around the Ohio area thing. They they never, you know, were on the radio, pop radio, or anything like that. Um, I wasn't really even aware of them until I moved to Cincinnati and like pretty much saw them at Bunbury. I was like, oh, these guys are great. They're doing really cool stuff. And unfortunately, that it was like the time I saw them live, it was many years after they even they had even put out those albums. So I think I saw them in like probably twenty. 2014 or something around the same time yeah gonzo came out i'm looking at it on uh uh spotify um and by that point they were kind of on their way out which is sad yeah gonzo was interesting um it was produced by steve albini which is you know awesome producer but Mm -hmm. yeah they just it wasn't the same yeah. Oh, and then I also remember they kind of had a very small comeback when Eric Nally was on that Macklemore song. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which I think is, you know, not a great song. He definitely is the best part of that song, though. He kills he, it. He, he does actually make the song. Yeah. Alrighty. Anyway, so that's uh, that's about it. So, what have you been cranking? Um, kind of going out of left field here. Uh, I'm gonna make you talk about noise rock. I just want you to point it, put it on the playlist. Terra Malos, baby, let's go. I don't even know how to begin to spell. Listen that. to Terra Malos, <laughs> the greatest. Um, just pick their fucking first song. Who cares? I'm gonna I'm gonna sample okay. it right now. <laughs> yep, perfect. Terra Malos. Okay. Yep. Just noise rock. Listen, hey. Listen to more noise rock. Yeah, I don't know if I listen to pretty much any noise rock. Yeah. What is that? <laughs> yeah, what's it? Uh, what's the deal? Why do you like uh, that? Just like Terra Malos, Hella, Death Grips are all good examples. It's just oh, okay. Like just like just like if a pro like if Rush took cocaine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's yeah, it's okay. rush. We took some <laughs> cocaine. Now let's go, and it's just crazier. And I don't know. It's just fun. It's just the funnest. We don't have many episodes left. I'm just trying to talk about my favorite bands, and one band I haven't somehow talked about was Terramelos. Um, I would not be able to listen to Terramelos. Like I remember, actually, funny enough, the other day I was listening. Uh, I, we were helping a friend move, and it was me, Aaron, and Chris in a car, and we were like listening to nostalgic mu- music. And Chris was a little bit into more like typical, what I would call typical high school music, which was like screamo and stuff. And he was like, he was playing all these screamo songs. I was like, wait, have you heard like the number twelve looks like you, Blood Brothers, Terramelos? He's like, nah. I was like, okay, well here you go. Here's that music, but. But fuck you. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. here's that music, but less digestible. So it's already like, mm, if you okay. don't like Screamo, <laughs> you'll hate this. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and that was kind of the game we were playing. But that's why I'm just like, you know, I'm I'm very fortunate that I got introduced to all these bands like early on because it like shaped uh, how I thought like rock music could be. 
like in the later mm-hmm. years. So, well, I think you've always had an ear for that. You are good at finding like the extremes of things. You introduced me to so many bands that are like wild. Um, one off the top of my head, Hate Beak. Yeah, um, Hate Beak, <laughs> which still fucks. Uh, you, you introduced. I, I always remember this. You introduced me to Death Grips, and I think the way you framed it was you said something to the effect of, "So you like rap, right?" I was like, "Yeah, I like rap," and you said something like, "Do you want to fucking hate rap?" <laughs> I was like, uh, not really. Q Death Grips. Right. So yeah, you're good at you're good at finding the extreme kind of music, music that people can't really stand. So I'm very excited to check yeah, this out. But it's such a work. And actually Terra Melos is really good. Hella is like the Death Grips version of of Terra Melos. Yeah. Actually the drummer for Hella is the drummer for Death Crips. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but no, Terra Melos, like, dude, like, absolutely li- listen. It's like the Mars Volta, but just fucking better. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's like the Mars Volta, but, like, you know, better. Like, cooler. Sure, you know? yeah. I don't know. <laughs> That's what I'm incurring. Cool. Goodbye, you shit dicks. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, one more episode, and that's it. We are out. And we done. Audi five thousand. Nice to know you. Goodbye. <laughs>